No, that's I, why Shay didn't get in the game because I was like, "You'll never make it as an actor." I sided with his mother. Randy <laughs> came out of your mom's bedroom in the morning. You'll oh. never make it as an actor. <laughs> <laughs> So you met you met this you met Shay you guys became friends I know why you became friends because uh, well we were one we were the funniest dudes in in the whole school that, yeah that's why we became friends and two well they forced some of the white guys to be nice to the black dude they said yeah they paired him up because I was one of eleven and the entire school who wasn't there on scholarship um, sports although I was very good at sports but they didn't give me a scholarship because I wasn't there to play sports. My parents wanted me to get an education. And then I met this guy and we just screwed it all off anyway. So what, <laughs> what, uh, what year did you guys meet? Like what grade? Uh, it was 82. We were freshmen. Yeah. Okay. 1982. Um, man, we just, like I said, we just hit it off. It was just one of those things, man. We, we were just like-minded, um, always being funny. Um, making everybody laugh. We just, the fake fights was one of my, one of my favorites. <laughs> the fake fights where you throw a punch and Shay would clap and his hands before it got to the face and uh, we draw a crowd and uh, then teachers would come rushing in and we wouldn't be fighting in the middle when they got there. Yeah. You know, we'd be doing something else like uh, arm wrestling or playing cards. Yeah, I like how so much of your guys' early life and in still to this day is pranks. Yeah, we (laughs) There's actually no, after talking to uh, Shay this last time and now you, there's no, like, now I know why we're doing that comedy show because of this, like, (laughs) the pranks. Yeah, to this day, like he said, he said, two 55 year olds, this is 110 collective years of shenanigans <laughs> i mean we we can go back to even the years when i while i was in hollywood or when he was in the military and i was in the military and uh the years where we were were apart we were still doing the same things and then i come back in town and we're still doing the same things <laughs> and i gotta say one of the uh, best compliments i got was from him um this made me feel uh like i'd really accomplished something but you know, my friends and family and, you know, being from Nebraska and people watch your stuff on TV. Uh, I remember what we were doing. We were hanging out there. He goes, dude, you are still the same freaking dude, man. It's just awesome that, you know, none of that really changed you. Right. And that made me feel good because uh, sometimes when you're in those shark infested waters of Hollywood, you got to be a shark. Yeah. So sometimes, man, I, I, I walk through there like, Psh, uh, I'm not going to let anybody affect me, uh, tell me what I can and cannot do. Um, I turn down roles left and right. I don't, you know, play roles that they try to force me to play. And I've done it my way and still became successful at it. So when I come back home, my younger brother one time said, man, you know, when you come back, a couple of people were like, man, Randy's kind of, you know, cocky sometimes. And my younger cousin, Daniel, stepped in and goes, that's not it at all, you guys. He goes, he's in shark waters, and he's got to be a shark when he's in Hollywood. So when he comes back here, 
you see him operating on Hollywood level mm-hmm. and he just has to depress to come back down and be with his people. Yeah, you got to like recalibrate. And I, I never thought about it because yeah. I didn't think I was, you know, walking around with an attitude. I yeah. mean, say realistically, have, have, have you ever felt that way? So then those people that said that were just the jealous ones. I think so. Like, yeah, Randy's because he's holding his back up. Randy, yeah. you and I, yeah. <laughs> he's not slouching. He's got a problem. He's walking up straight. He better hunch that back over like oh. he was bailing hay. What does he do? Watch what he cotton. eats and works out three that times a week? That nigga better pick that cotton. <laughs> no, Randy, Randy's cool because a few years ago when we met um, and you would sit there and talk to me for a while at events, like I never got the feeling of arrogance or anything like that. Like you would sit there and talk to me about book. And I was like 19, 20 years old at the time. And um, didn't even real like, it wasn't even like you name dropped that you were an actor or anything like that till we we're into the conversation. It's like, what do you do? Oh, I do some acting in Hollywood, you know? So no, I, I would not say you have any air of arrogance or cockiness. Yeah. Yeah. And even with, I mean, we hung out for six hours last week. Yeah. And uh, yeah, totally down to earth. I would not even know that you were an actor. You know, some people, you, well, that, you know, you lived make, out in that LA. That doesn't make me feel good. Well, it should because it means, it, it means you're not like, you yeah, know. No, like, I get it. All of a sudden it turns into yeah. insults and we just start talking shit. But you're like, hey, wait a second. Wait. Yeah. Hey, hold on, on, man. I've been in a lot of stuff. You should have seen something. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you was Will Smith. Dude, I have, I have another, I have a longer cable and another mic. Like if you want to. Uh, sit off to the side and just chime in. Whenever. Yeah, get in here. <laughs> All right, I'll pause it. I'll run. I got to run out to the car. Are you sure? Yeah, let's do it. Get it's in here, man. I, know, I look over and Shay's like, I look, got something to hey, say. No, let's be real. Let, let me be real. Let me say this on camera. I am who I am in Hollywood today. And this dude is a big part of it. So without Shay, it's like Kobe Bryant said, says about Michael Jordan. He said, he goes, you guys say one-on-one. Can I beat him? He goes, I don't like that. He goes, because without... That dude, this dude is not this guy. He's like, I'm Kobe Bryant. I don't have five championships without Michael Jordan. You know, he was a part of me coming out of my shell. Uh, We did stand up together. I mean, he basically forced me into it. He got me into it. And that was something that was like, and we, I don't, I, I, do you even remember this conversation that night? What came out of your mouth? Well, well, I won't even go there. But <laughs> words, the words that came out of your mouth. Now he goes, um, he's like, dude, you, well, we were going to Hollywood at that time. We're going to Hollywood. He's like, this is like your test. This is it. And we're like, if I can pull this off, Hollywood's meant for me. And that was the night, man. And it was because of him. Because I probably never would have done stand-up. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I'd love to speak to that. Yeah, that's awesome. Let me go grab Mike. I wanted to jump in because here's the mark of uh, a very of a humble individual, in my opinion, is how the fans, how someone like Randy treats a fan. Because we've had people come in here and they find out that Randy is part of 88 Tactical. He's our ambassador, our brand ambassador. And I've seen the way that he reacts, how he responds to people. There was a, a couple people that came in here like, oh, my God, he's in Vampire Diaries. And well, I always forget the Dr. Oh, Jonas Hill. Dr. Jonas Martin. <laughs> Jonas Martin. Let's see. Jonah Hill. <laughs> Jonah, Jonas Hill. Jonah Hill. <laughs> they come in and they freak out and want a photo with him. And he's just uh, just such a nice guy and humble and just over the top willing to do whatever it is, you know, in different photos and takes the time to talk to people. That's really the mark of somebody who's truly 
you know, humble, especially with his level of success. So I just wanted to throw that in. Yeah. I, I see the way he reacts to his fan base. And it's no different than how he treats me or anybody else. He's just a, a super down to earth great guy. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Do <laughs> you think that's accurate? Huh? I'm just kidding. I know it is. I He's see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, he just pulls out sunglasses and puts them on. No. <laughs> I'm shy. <laughs> They call him his nickname. His, his nickname is Will Myth. <laughs> that was funny. Ryan got me on that. That was a good one. <laughs> no, Will buddy. Man. Ryan Tillman out in L.A. He's a he's a cop. A former former. He retired. Didn't no, he? he's still part time. Oh, is he? Part-time? Yeah. Well, college. he ha- he has breaking barriers. United uh, bridging the gap between law enforcement and community. And he's a funny dude. Um, and one day he he sends us a video where he goes to his wife. And goes, babe, do you know who this is? And shows her a picture of me. She goes, oh, my God, it's Will Myth. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he shall be paid back for that. He shall be. Yeah, you got a list. <laughs> no, but, um, uh, man, it's just it's how we grew up. You know, we, we grew up with, with, with parents and morals and values and an and upbringing in the Midwest that uh, – and it's not just me per se, because um, I hear this a lot in Hollywood. They love working with the Nebraskans who are there. Yeah. And I remember when I first moved there, you know, even being young and 19, but hanging out at the comedy store, I would always hear like Mitzi loves guys from the Midwest. Mm-hmm. So even then they, you know, they, they loved comics that came in yeah. from like Kansas City, Nebraska. Why do you think that is? Um, I think because nice. Yeah. Not not just a raised right arrogant yeah asshole pretty much yeah kind of like you know I expected I lived here you know just that attitude wasn't well, like Brad Pitt's from Missouri right I mean he's yes. a Midwest yes, guy is. and yep. McConaughey's from Texas right it yep. seems like some of the coolest and best guys aren't from the big cities they're from out here yeah, yeah the Midwest <laughs> you know? uh, just the center of of it all uh, again both parents. Christian upbringing, morals and values, you know, uh, it's that Americana thing. And uh, you get to Hollywood, it's easy to get your head filled with, I'm somebody. Yeah. And another thing is when the more money you make, the less you have to spend in Hollywood because everybody wants you to be at their restaurant. Everybody wants you to be at their store. So they're always giving you stuff that can just blow your head up right away. If you don't have any, uh, if you're not grounded coming out yeah. of a family that has keep, kept you grounded. But I grew up with these dudes. He knows my, all my brothers. Well, uh, we were just dudes Yeah, and we will knock each other down. And if you can't handle a, a funny joke, man, you just, you couldn't be a part of our group. Yeah, because yeah, that's yeah. all we did is just rip each other up and have fun and laugh and joke. And uh, some of the pranks that we've played on people over the years are pretty are pretty funny. And today we probably go to jail for them. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, you just it, it's a different way of life here uh, than the coast, if you ask me. So yeah, I think that's why when I come home, I'm very gracious because I don't have a career without fans. I mean, not this career anyway. So if they're watching me, taking the time to turn on, uh, like you were just talking about your parents, just watched yeah, uh, uh, the, job. the job that I that I wrote and directed and starred in and all that. Which my dad said was remarkable, so check it out. Awesome. On uh, Pure Flex. Well, that movie, I put, I put my heart and soul in because Hollywood would not fund it, and it was just something, it was a God project, 
uh, and I knew I had to make it. And yeah. when people take the time to sit down and take two hours to watch it, and then even leave a comment and write Sony and Pure Flix and tell them they'd like to see more from Randy Jacob. Well, that is not a selfish a plug. Gender. <laughs> Then it probably would have been a huge hit. Dude, if if those they're yes. like, we'll do it, but you're yeah. you're a trans. No, absolutely. I guarantee you, characters transgender were in. I guarantee you, in. yes. If the, if it was not a a faith based project, and mm -hmm. uh, there's several people who can attest to this: Jim Caviezel, uh, Mel Gibson, <laughs> there's a yeah. few others. Well, look uh, at Kirk. Kirk is it Cameron? Kirk Cameron. Kirk, yeah, Kirk yeah. Cameron, who does a lot of Christian based. Yep. Flicks and he oh, gets yeah. shut down and blacklisted. Yep. Yeah. I like yeah. that dude's stuff. He's like, I'll go to the libraries. And then he goes. Yeah. You know, he's just <laughs> going yeah. across the just then, a good dude, wholesome yeah. dude. It's you know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever you ever work with them or, or uh you know, meet them, Caviezel or uh Cameron? Never all? worked with them. Never worked with them. We've crossed paths at functions, you know, just say quick uh but Kirk, Kirk, we kind of grew up with the same group of people in Hollywood okay. when I got there. Um, he's a fun guy too, but, uh, I'm, I'm impressed with what he's done. Cause he pretty much walked away from Hollywood to keep his mission going. Yeah. Um, he does podcasts and all that stuff, but he does not do a lot of movies anymore. He's just focusing on, uh, a message yeah. uh, of hope out there. So you got to give him credit for that. I just know that my platform is still the Hollywood stage and they're not going to stop me from doing what I've been doing all this time. And I'm, I'm going to keep turning down projects. They don't like it. But that's the way where they know that they can't control me. They know that they'll never be able to drop something in my drink and drug me and then get video on me doing something that I shouldn't be doing because I don't drink with them either. I don't, yeah. I don't go to the parties. I was going to say, Shay does that Shay, all the time, doesn't he? Yeah, Shay, well, Shay's that's got a why bunch of videos. Years to yeah, when you stepped me. out, Shay was like, I'm going to drug him again. And I was like, again? I was so, like, how much? Yeah, yeah. I'll put it in yeah, well, that's why I'm yeah. here at 88 Tactical. I'm not here at my own volition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's got video on me. <laughs> he set me up and I got to basically like dance around for him. 8 a.m. tomorrow. Shay's got a Hidden, hidden safe behind yeah. a painting. It's just VHS tapes. I just carry the VHS tape with me, and I just hold it up. Yeah, I'm yeah. just, uh, I'm just, uh, I'm just blow a, on it. I'm the utility the man. On it to keep it clean. <laughs> I'm the utility man. So you guys have this all set up in here, and as soon as you leave, I'll be wiping down the table and and vacuuming, making sure there's no fingerprints. No, I saw, I saw a, a kid with a, with a vacuum on his back that looked like a flamethrower. Yeah, oh, that was that was Ghostbuster. We yeah, Ghostbuster. he's just yeah. this in. place feels haunted. He's just filling in until Randy's done with the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Ray, so Randy, I want to talk to you a little bit about like the film scene in Nebraska because there's kind of more than people realize. There's a lot of short film opportunities, but there was a. I want to know your opinion on this, man. There was a a feature film that was coming through here. And I, I was reading about how the director was like, Oh, I, I came from here and it's so important for me to invest back in this community. And I'm going to have speaking roles for these guys. There's going to be guys who are getting in a sag because of this project. And I'm like, Oh hell yeah. So I, um, I auditioned for it, never heard back. And that, that's cool. That's how the, that's the game. You know what I mean? Like you audition, you don't hear back. That's part of the thing of doing film. But I was on a short film with one of the crew and I, he was like, dude, that guy, like everybody, no one was from Nebraska except for a few crew spots and it sucked. And I said, uh, yeah, I had auditioned for it. He's like, what'd you audition for? And I told him the two roles and he's like, yeah, he brought his friends in from bigger cities to fill those roles. And I was like, what a scam, you know? It's like the, he said the stuff in the papers I felt like to get the Which grant. movie? Because to, I can tell you all about 
the couple that just shot recently. To gr- the grant money. Um, I don't remember the name of it. And I don't know if I should say it on the. You should say it. <laughs> well, we can. The, and then if we feel like we need to edit it. it Here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. Where's the camera? I will call anybody out in this film industry in Nebraska because most of them are full of crap. Short film opportunities. We, we need that keyboard right now. We need it now because I, I will be hitting all the buttons uh, about how much of a scam, sham, and how these people in Nebraska, these people, what do you mean these people? <laughs> you mean these what people? What do you mean? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> you can't say that, Randy. That's racist. So, Nebraska, so you have a lot of quote-unquote filmmakers here. Who have never left the state who call themselves the top of the game so you have the the best filmmaker in nebraska who's never been out of nebraska is still this far below the the least filmmaker in hollywood because yeah. that person is still getting their stuff on tv and on yeah. the screen yeah. because we're union we uh uh we have more opportunities and we give opportunities yeah um in Nebraska, there, there are many pockets of filmmakers, and they don't work together. Everybody's trying to be the big dog. And if I'm being honest, 99% of you suck. Ooh! 99% <laughs> of you suck. And if anybody's got anything to say, I'll be at my brother Darren's house, 7021 <laughs> North 74th <laughs> Circle, right across the street from the Omaha Country Club. Come find me on the golf course, and we can have a serious conversation <laughs> about film. As Shay films, you get mopped up. I already get enough names. Are we going to delete this? Are we going to delete all this? You do. As we sit in 88 Tactical. We knew he was crazy. He's all about them crazy people over there. He's going to leave the place where everyone's armed (laughs) to go to a place where it's more vulnerable. Yeah, Randy, do it here. Don't go Uh, to your brother's house. Uh, Concealed carry. But so, Randy, you think that the last couple of feature films here where there was some bullshit going on? Is that what you... I mean, that's what you think? Yes, always. Yeah. Um, they want to come in and take advantage of uh, what small incentives there are, because there aren't many, but then they, they you know, Lincoln will throw a bone. Um, although Stacey Heatherly is the only person to get a, a real incentive uh, program instituted in, into Fremont, Nebraska. Yes, shout out real. to Stacey. I love you, Stacey. Shout Stacey. out to Stacey. Uh, and she's been working hard, and we're very close to getting a full incentive package for the state of Nebraska. Yeah. We've been working with, uh, we got Senator Brewer. Um, nice. Senator Rita Sanders is, is really, really championing uh, what we're doing down there. We've got quite a few senators on board now. Jim Pillen, Governor Pillen, my dude. Um, I knew he was for the film industry before he got into office because I told him, I was like, you for the film industry? Because if you ain't, I'm turn people against you. <laughs> yeah. So, but if you Remind are, me not to piss Randy. Off. Yeah, <laughs> so, but if you are for the film industry, you're like, I'll tell everyone, vote for you, man. You're like, I don't give a shit about no hog money. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do like the hog. It's tasty. We do have nice strip joints. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <What? The laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean oh. Oh. You said hog industry. <laughs> anyway. So yes, the film in, the film industry here, everyone's out for themselves. Uh, and yes, they're bringing in their own people. They will audition people here to appease because you part of getting any type of uh, uh, government money 
you got to put some people in it from here. Yeah. Yeah. But these projects have been so small that um, they're, they're really not making uh, an economic impact whatsoever. But even if they did, so like the, the parts that I had auditioned for were one or two lines, right? And even that's enough, you know, you get your, you get your card or whatever. That's a big deal to people out here. So to even fill those small, minute pieces up with people from out of state, you know, but then like where you, where they do utilize the local people, I feel like is like crowd shots. It's like, dude, that's not, that's nothing that, that doesn't help. <laughs> you know, that doesn't really do anything for you. No. It's the speaking rules. Even if it's just a couple sentences that, that matter. Do you, you know? think it's changed though? Because I really had a, a very good opportunity back in the day. This is back in 1996, 97, no, 95 through 2000. And I got a couple speaking roles in movies. To Wong Fu, uh, Thanks for Everything, Ju- Julie Newmar, and then uh, Citizen Ruth, uh, Alexander Payne flick um, that had, uh, was in Burt Reynolds and that. Mm-hmm. And, and um, who was the gal from, Laura Dern from Jurassic Park. Oh. So I had, I was like a U10, so under 10 lines. Mm-hmm. And I made pretty decent money. And I auditioned for, for both of those. And I wasn't auditioning for a ton of stuff that came through. Yeah. Do you think things have changed, Randy? Like, Time, as time has gone on, that it's just become, I think it's these, these people become big fish in a little pond and get cocky that they're running some big organization here and yeah. just well, kind of hold parts for friends and pick and choose. And If they have that kind of power, which Alexander Payne does, yeah. did. So even the stuff, uh, the stuff that you did, that stuff didn't make any money for the state. And uh, that's gotcha. what's important. So when they're coming in and his production company's out of L.A., that tax money's going where? Yeah. To his production company. Yeah. Through his so Paramount or or whatever the production entity is, uh, the studio that they're running through. Then they go back after they finish shooting their their whatever principal here. Then they're out. So most of the people that were in it uh, were Nebraskans, extras. Yeah. But the main roles. Yeah, they were all not yeah. one person no, from you're Nebraska. Actually, right. Zero. Yeah. So why why is that? Yeah. Why? Why can't? Uh, why? Why didn't Shay get a lead role in stuff back then wow. and stuff like that? Nobody. Yeah. I mean, nobody. I mean, you had Patrick Swayze, Wesley Snipes, John Leguizamo. You know these big yeah. character names, but yeah, I mean, the, the, but forget about Fu Fu <clears throat> Tu Wong Fu. Uh, what about uh, Citizen Ruth and yeah. the other stuff that were made yeah. by a Nebraskan? Yeah. About Schmidt. And see, that's what bothers me <laughs> is yeah, another one. Yeah, I went down to yeah. Baker's when they filmed that scene. Did you? And watched because I lived right by Which there. Which one about Schmidt? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Which Jack Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. Yeah. You know, yeah. come on. So you have so you have a Nebraskan. Yeah, you're, right. you're right. And it's not just Alexander. So you have a Nebraskan who's coming in, not hiring Nebraskans. Yeah. How much of that is Hollywood though? Kind of dictating that if you want to make it big, Alexander Payne. You got to throw in some big names, and there's connections, and there's there's got to be some shit. Well, yeah, yeah, scenes. But they had them. You only needed two. You needed Jack Nicholson and Kathy Bates. Yeah. But they also had you know several other people. But there were plenty of roles that were more than ten lines. Well, look at yeah, look at like Napoleon Dynamite. They were able to string together local. Like how many of those people in the background are amazing? Or Silence of the Lambs. One of my favorite. the, The guy who's like. Just talk to him, damn it! At the at when Hannibal Lecter cuts that dude's face off, and that like that actor was amazing. And I looked him up, and he's just like a random guy who really? did. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's amazing the talent that you can pull when you've got a good casting director and uh, and stuff like that. So there is 
it's not like you need this Hollywood magic, right? I mean, people. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of tremendous actors in Omaha. Yeah, that could easily you know outperform. Well, I wouldn't say tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? There's a couple of them that are pretty good. No, you, no, there's 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 some actors that I've seen in some shorts and things. I'm not a big short film fan. I'm just not, just not, just like stage and stuff like that. It's got to be something special that I want to see. But I'm about the film and TV industry because. That other stuff doesn't make money. Yeah. Do they have to be SAG though? Do they have to be SAG? Because the vast majority of people around here aren't going to be like What's I got it? offered a SAG card after the second flick, and I didn't mm-hmm. take it because it was yeah. Like, I got there I was got no offered point. One too, and yeah. at that time I was telling him it was like twenty five hundred, and I was wow, like, was and like I called some friends. They're like, no, you're yeah. not even in yeah. LA, so just don't even. I've heard too. Yeah. The best position to be is like where you have the opportunity to take a SAG because then you can audition for both independent and SAG. And then if you do get the like SAG role, you can just pay it real quick and get it. No, this is how that works. If you like, when you got, you did a project and you became SAG eligible because you were in it, you have 30 days to pay your dues and become a part of the union. But within that 30 day period, if you book anything SAG or non SAG, you can still work. Until your 30 days. I see. Okay. Then, but you still have to pay your dues to get in. After those 30 days, you're back to zero. But once you're SAG, though, I understood at the time that you can't work independent. You cannot. Yeah. yeah. So uh, around here, if I wanted to do any additional acting, they would have to pay you SAG rates. No, rate. way in no, no, no. Not, they, they can't pay you SAG rates because they're not a SAG. Oh, production. yeah. 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 Yep. You have, you can only do SAG. I can't do anything independent. Zero. So wasn't Nothing. okay. How the hell wasn't Alec Baldwin shooting an independent film non-sag when when that gun went off? I th- he was producing it. He can produce, but he was in it though. Yeah, but he's an actor in it. No, but in that- independent doesn't mean uh, non-union. Independent just means independent of the studios. Oh. It's still a project that had to be registered with the Screen Actors Guild. Okay, so every actor in it was a Screen Actors Guild actor. The only way you can get by that is like with the job. Um, I shot it for ultra low budget, which is, I believe, under two hundred thousand or under under hundred. The, the, the ultra low ULB contract states that you can utilize several uh, union and non-union actors. So if I did stuff here, uh, I couldn't do it because all of my projects are two million and up. Mm. So you can't be ULB at $2 million, unfortunately. But if I did something for 100000 here, yeah, I could, I could use, use you guys and then bring in, you know, Tay Diggs and, and Matthew uh, uh, McConaughey. Yeah. 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 You should. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> you say I can't? It's too cheap. I mean, that, that's... Yeah. I, see, that's the thing. You can't... I mean, Matthew McConaughey has done, like, you know, car commercials. That guy's hurting for... Cash. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah so his career is over. I just watched the clip that was going around with Jim Carrey. Yeah, we're just playing with the bugger. On SNL. Did you see that? Yeah. No. Yeah, well, he was, he was uh, talking in the car. What was it? All of a sudden, the kid yeah. in, the back, back, in the back seat goes, Why are we driving five miles per hour? And he goes, uh, he goes It's something about the Lincoln. And he yeah. Goes, he adjusts the rear and goes, who are these kids? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, these and, he, and like Matthew McConaughey was doing some of those fingers yeah. in the video. So Jim Carrey's going like this. He's like this booger right here. <laughs> <laughs> like he's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Uh, yeah, you know, if it's hard to do 
to do um, that ULB stuff, and I would like to help more Nebraskans, but I'm I'm just not going to. Um, kidding. <laughs> yeah. Kidding. <laughs> yeah. Nobody. Yeah. No. If we, it, I, I would produce. I could produce some non-union stuff. I just couldn't act in it. Yeah. I All could right. direct some non-union stuff. I just can't act in it. So, what would what would keep you from jumping your no no keep going no keep no going. I like yeah I, I'm just curious what would keep you from not or from coughing up your SAG card? I mean, wouldn't you? Could you potentially like with a film industry thing that you're you're getting started here? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you benefit in a much better? way if you coughed up your sag and just did independent stuff no because well see see that the, herein lies the independent versus non-sag independent only means independent of the studio we can we are still sag actors um independent movies like uh uh let's see something that's major with a big budget that was still independent was like moonlight that won the oscar that was an independent <laughs> film but everyone in it was a SAG actor. Yeah. So okay. coughing up my SAG card does nothing for me gotcha. because projects that are non-union don't make it to the big screen. Yeah. Then uh, they That's don't. A they don't want it to either. They have an incentive to not want it, right? I mean, no, no. Everybody wants their stuff to be on the big screen or get picked up by Netflix. Isn't picking up your film if you don't have any SAG actors? But in like it. the Cannes Film Festival, aren't mm-hmm. they just bound for? Isn't the whole prerogative to be small time and not to? Or are they all vying? Small for time it? is twenty million now. Yeah. So yeah. when they say, "Oh, it's an, it's a beautiful independent film," the you know most of society <laughs> thinks, "Oh, low budget." Yeah. Right. No, 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 no. Independent of the studio. $50 million independent film because you and I coughed up our money to do it. But do, do you think that they get more attention by being a smaller independent, it, it labeled as an independent movie, more so than a big screen movie? Because they've got their own category, like on, on Netflix and, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, on Hulu. And I feel like there is a certain group of individuals that literally go for those independent movies. And it was just kind of the... Homegrown, yeah. smaller, even though they're twenty, thirty, fifty million dollar movies. Yeah. So they, so, so that's where it comes off as smaller. Mm-hmm. Passion of the Christ was an independent film, cost thirty million dollars, <laughs> because Mel did it himself because the studios wouldn't touch it. Yeah. But it's an indie film. Um, there's specific. You just use that Braveheart money. Yeah, right. <laughs> so there, there, there are many films that are in that world, but they do it for the art of it. But they're right. still expensive. Right. Because you have some big names in it that are still getting some nice chunk of change, but that's to go. That's to garner awards. That's to get into specific festivals. So that is all like a plan. Like if I have a specific film that I want to go to Cannes or or uh, Toronto, then I'm going to shoot it as such. But I'm going to go after the actors specifically for that movie, and I'll go after them saying, "Hey, I can't pay you twenty million dollars. I'll give you two. And they read the script and go, oh, man, I love the script. Yeah. Like I, 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 most actors want to do some of that grittier. Yeah. And n- an opportunity to really showcase their yeah. talent. And to really showcase just their do talent. something yes. like with a lot of depth. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yes. Yeah. This, I don't know if this story might piss you off or not, but I, I just, will. I did a commercial <laughs> and uh, the lead guy who got the role with where all the money was, 
uh, they flew him in from LA and he was telling us about how he was sag. He just got done with this big movie. And I kind of looked at him and he goes, yeah, I'm scabbing right now. And he's like, sag's the only union where 90% of their workers aren't working consistently. And he's like, I don't give a shit. And he's like, so yeah, I just don't tell my agent. I come out here and I do projects like this. And one part of me is like, I kind of get it. But then the other part of me is like, damn dude like that could have went to someone locally who you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i i don't know but but you gotta make money he's got an only fans so I yeah. Mean, uh, yeah and you you're so featured on there too so i i would highly suggest people check oh, no, it no, out. I, 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 have, I have either. a business it's called only fans so. i sell fans oh <laughs> i else. thought I sell, okay i sell hand fans i sell <laughs> yeah i sell the kind of fans that i uh, set them up he knocks them down you <laughs> wrote this before the podcast Booyah. Yeah. this shit <laughs> this shit is over <laughs> like i said 110 years collective <laughs> so do you guys sell like ac units at all or AC, no, no, only fans. Okay, only fans. all right, only fans, dude. Get, God, listen to the title. All right, only I just fans. well, I was just making sure. Say only air conditioning. Yeah, <laughs> dude. So the the main reason to have an independent studio or to operate at one is that just so people can get projects done that the studios won't touch, or are there other incentives and benefits to having an independent studio? You know, like for someone. Um, like you were saying, like with these bigger budgets, like Moonlight and, and stuff like that. Well, see, it's like me, like what I'm, what, what I'm doing here in Nebraska, building a film studio independent of the majors um, doesn't mean our projects will be smaller. It means that I don't have to deal with their bull crap. It means they can't make me do the stuff that they've tried to make me do. Do you know how many times in my career that they have literally thrown a role at me and said, look, Here's a check. We know you don't want to play gay, but here's a check. And I go, oh, no, you can't buy me. No. They go, Randy, this particular, this actually happens. This particular role, he goes, the guy's not even, he's not feminine. You don't have to be in a bed with anybody. You don't even kiss a guy. I go, does he say he's gay? And they said, yes. I said, no. He's like, they're like in every scene. He comes into the scene and goes, I'm gay. How's it going? Sh- hey, you know I'm what? the gay one. Wait, real quick. Here comes the gay guy. So that's, I have a question for dude. Shay, though. Why does Randy only get offers for gay roles? Could you give us some insight on oh, that? Look at the way he dresses. <laughs> well, see, I think you're confusing two things. We said only fans, not only gay. <laughs> <laughs> there were many times that they came at me. And I understand. Look at me. I would. <laughs> no. Um, Such an agenda. I've that's told, why at I've the meeting you do stand up and say, is this what you want to see? And you pull down your pants and you're like, you will never see this. <laughs> kind of thing. And then you like. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness. <laughs> that's a good one. You say that and then you're like, no, but in no, all seriousness. Here's the thing. I have nothing, nothing against gay people. I have gay cousins, friends. I mean, yeah. Shay, Shay. Well, it yeah. doesn't matter because, no, because of the fact that they thank you. Baby. It doesn't matter. <laughs> slip past me we would <laughs> yeah he's just like eh, thank you it doesn't matter um if you say that because just by merely saying you won't play yeah oh a yeah gay character that now i'm a, a bad homophobe. guy and You're i've an told absolute him. homophobe for saying that even if you go listen i'm not a homophobe well, i just don't want to do you mind if i just say that i don't want to play that character oh dude here here is the ultimate i threw it in their faces i had an agency Every agent was gay. Every man, I mean, every assistant was gay. The, the, the receptionists were gay. There were two people who were not. One agent 
And then the the old lady who was like 900. Who and was they were account. probably still forced to go to the orgies. So <laughs> stop. This is serious. Okay. okay. Right. So, <laughs> so um, I, they kept coming at me with these roles. And I, and I said, no. So I told my manager, uh, I, I said, Gina, what are you telling them? Because they keep coming at me with this. And I keep saying, there are plenty of act, there's plenty of gay guys out there, gay actors, who will play these roles. But yeah. why do you keep coming at me to give me these roles? They're doing that thing now where, well, you can't play a trans actor. you got to get a trans right. actor. Right, that's what I was I thinking. Go, so yeah. you're trying to make me play gay, but there's plenty of gay actors who will. So what's the agenda there? Well, this particular agency was going back and forth, trying to get every time I turn around. So finally I said, Gina, what are you? I said, Gina. That's no, my I'll cut that out. I'll cut it's that out. okay. Okay. She won't mind. Uh, but that's my manager. And I said, what are you telling them? Because I keep saying no. And usually when you say no to the majors in Hollywood, they're like, well, screw you. You say no to me. We'll never come to you again. I said, no. And she goes, well, I, my job is to protect you. So I tell them you're unavailable. I go, oh, no, no, no. I said, here's the thing. I need you to tell them straight up. Randy will not do it. He doesn't want to. And there's plenty of uh, actors who will do it, gay or straight. So why keep coming at him? Stop. So she did. And then I'd say two months later, I, I, I called my manager up and I said, feels like they're not working for me right now. She goes, no, no, they're, they're professionals. She said the name of the, uh, the owner. He's a professional. He would never do that. Two weeks later, Gina calls me up and says, I think you're right. I had a conversation with him. And it looks like they uh, are, are kind of sandbagging on you. And I go, so what are we going to do? She goes, I already fired him. So you have a meeting with the new agent tomorrow. I said, oh, okay, good. Cause, and that's how I want to do it. But I find it interesting that, and I did say this to him, you guys are worried about me playing a gay character, but you're not sweating me about not doing anything for BET. Black entertainment television. I said specifically, I will never do anything for BET because I think they make black people look bad. I think it makes us look like well, I mean, I could say a lot of things, but everything on there is sex, gratuitous sex, sex and gratuitous sex and hip hop and prison and the hood and uh, uplifting women by making them sleep with as many dudes as possible because women can do it if men can do it. I mean, I, I'm not for any of that. Yeah, I'm a traditional dude, man. I'm, I want to do things that I feel are helping society. And I think that's tearing society down because that's all a part of that welfare, that, 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 that far left, uh, keep the man out of the family. If you take the man out of the family, you ruin the family. If that man can't protect that family, it damages the kids. If the kids have no home training and no discipline, then they grow up to be, look at us today. Racist. You're such a racist homophobe. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's out of control. It's out of It's out of control. Hey, do, you, do you ever remember that uh, comedian that did a bit where he's like, uh, where he's got the gay guys, the gay guys that are the, together, and he goes, "Oh God, you've got to hear Todd. Todd, do this straight guy. Do this straight. This oh, is so scary. Hilarious. He's so good at it." And he goes, "I'm gonna go down and get some beers and punch somebody in the fucking face." <laughs> and he goes, "Oh my God, that's too real. Oh my God, that's so scary." Did a whole bit on that. I can't remember well, who that was that did that. I'm finding that sketch though. That uh, is a funny it? sketch. Yeah, it is. So, did they come out you with? Uh, did they try to make you wear a dress? Um, 
No, no, because they just kept coming at me just to be straight up gay. Okay. And like I said, that last one, um, that's $2 million. I could have just I could snagged that pretty quick. Uh, yeah. Let me, from my brief experience on, on stuff, I do find it hard. If you don't feel like you relate to the character in any way, it's hard to do the role too, you know? Nah. I mean, you don't think really. so? No, if you're good, you're good. Well, I, I would agree with that. I mean, but can I play a gay guy? Of course I could. I could do it all day long. Yeah, yeah. So you think? <laughs> so okay. Well, now let me learn from you. What do you do if you if you find like you look at this character you're like there's me and this guy have nothing in common? What do you do to for research for the role to get into it? it or do you just be yourself? I'm not a method actor. It's called acting for a reason. You stubbed your toe before. Do you have to go on a scene and go? You know what? Let me take my shoe off. When we do the scene, I can be like, ah, No, you don't yeah. need to do all that, dude. If you're good, you just, you're good. You turn it on, you turn it off. Um, crying scenes, all that. It, it's method acting. You look at the method actors today, uh, and there's quite a few, and some people will disagree, but oh, well. Uh, let me say, name some method actors. Cry for us, Randy. Jared Leto. Cry. Do it. You ready? Here, I'll give you some, Here, I'll set it up. You ready? Yeah. Here, hold on. We're in the doctor's office. That's how I cry. Hold on. You cry with that. You hear something's eyes? That'd be the scariest cry. Anyone cry? I didn't say mental institute. You're like, what's wrong, what's wrong with Randy? His dog just died. Friday man shares tears on the inside. <laughs> you ready? I'll set up the scene. All right. The doctor's I office. Of the I just walk in and I go. Mr. Goodwin, I've got some bad news for you. You have stage four cancer. You've got three days to live. Are you studying? No. The role? Oh, I'm waiting for you to finish. <laughs> You're such a dick. <laughs> cry! Cry! <laughs> well, you know what? I don't need to cry, Shay Degan. It's because Crying there's this the thing here. Um, this thing here called IMDb. Literally, the first scene is uh, me crying. Oh, I know which one it is. There. Yeah. So that's all you have to look at. I'm not going to do it right now. You're crying on the inside. On the inside. Because right if he starts, he can't shut it off. <laughs> can't. Yeah. Just be crying for the next be water minutes. Works. Yeah. <laughs> that's why it ran so much lately. Because I can't turn it off. <laughs> yeah, they can't yeah. go. No, it's, 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 it's called acting for a reason. Yeah, yeah. So you let, let me give you some method actors. Um, Heath Ledger. Yep. Uh, Robin Williams, uh, River Phoenix, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, What do they all have in common? They're all dead. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Really? They're dead? I wonder why. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Drugs, want to have sex on camera. That's not research, man. That's actually doing it. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's, That's people, people. Say Heath Ledger's greatest performance was the Joker, right? I don't think it was his greatest performance because it wasn't him. It was not his natural talent doing it. He was high. He was on drugs the whole time. So the guy that you guys see in that movie was a dude who was taking pills and shooting up and smoking uh, every day. Really? He wouldn't even respond to his own name. I didn't My buddy know. Mike, Michael Jai White was in the movie. Uh, they recut the whole movie after he died so they could take advantage of getting that Oscar. So when you have an athlete who is on steroids, what do they do? They knock him down a peg, take his medals away because that is an enhanced performance. Yeah. That's what drugs did. That role was just a dude on drugs. 
Damn, that's I didn't impressive. know that. Did that's you not know impressive that? to me, dude? Maybe. I'm gonna that's rewatch that. Movie. I I didn't realize that. I yeah, I just never thought about that or heard that before. I'm gonna have to rewatch. Boom, it. boom. Yeah, I guess I when, you, wanted, when you think I wanted that, to say, you think too. back at the movie and you watch it and you put it in that perspective. Yeah, yeah we're, so because see it because they said that like when that explosion went off behind him, he didn't and he like kind of had hardly reacted or whatever. And yeah. it's like, yeah, he's probably high and it was probably yeah. like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, damn. I didn't know that. And I like it's just like a drug addict that's like a method acting just so you could be you know, high at work. It's just we're going to rename this podcast right here to Randy Drops Knowledge. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's about what, Heath Ledger. <laughs> tell us more. Yeah. Tell us more Hollywood stories, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> Gather around, kids. <laughs> but there's this other dude who shot some people. His name's Alec Baldwin. I I don't yeah, know. I'm yeah. just making stuff up now. Uh, <laughs> so did you ever, get, did you ever run into uh, <laughs> no right what? did you ever run into alec baldwin oh yeah 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 the whole family's cool i actually played ball with daniel daniel's a good hooper man oh really yeah 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 we uh you know at my my coming of age biodome you know that summer <laughs> biodome we wore wow. that out dude yeah so when i when i got to you know work with Polly shore once and ran oh you did Steven. oh you did with Pauly dude Polly shore so Man, I'm I'm about to turn 40. So I was probably like in my early 30s or something. And um I'm opening for him. He's here in Omaha and he's coming. He's like, hey man, you know where the college girls are? You gonna you do you know any college girls, man? And I'm like, no, dude. I'm like 32 and I'm married. I know zero college girls. That's too bad, man. And he's older. Because <laughs> I'm the Yeah, weak. yeah. Well, it was, he's he's, he's probably in his, his Late 40s, early 50s. Yeah. He's out in his 50s now. He's probably in um, his 40s now. Because I'm I was like, I don't know uh, college girls, but I got cheese whiz. <laughs> I made him do it. No, you remember he had his uh, sister. He said his sister would have slumber parties and all the, her girlfriends would be over. And he goes, I'd, I'd be like, you leave the donuts out. I'm going to glaze them. <laughs> It's like, wow. Oh my this dude, I ran into him. Could and- you imagine being raised by Sam Kinison, Andrew Dice Clay? Oh, yeah. Because that was like his mom would leave like him in Sam Kinison's care. Oh my God. As a child, as a babysitter. Well, Shay was in Jim Carrey's care. Oh, that explains a lot. You're in the cold. <laughs> multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> we'll show you on the GM. There's show, a dude dog. that lost it, man. You know, he's. Where he is and now, you probably is in the in a, '90s when he was. You, I mean, running circles like you were saying, he had to have been around because the Wayans brothers. I know all. Uh, yeah, all of them. Um, he's played ball at uh, Damon's house and been over there for <clears throat> holidays and stuff. And yeah, I mean, all those kids, Jamie Fox, all of them, uh, funny guys and gals. But um, Jim was always a little strange. But I think today he's more sane than he's ever been. Oh, wow. Because he's pulled away from Hollywood. Okay. Yeah. Why? Why do you think he's pulled away? Because it was killing him. Yeah. You listen to some of his interviews now and he's just like, he talks about God a little more. He's, you know, before he'd be on the red carpet. You don't exist. Yeah, I don't exist. I don't exist. We're not even here. They said, then why are you here? Was that drugs or what were some of his last uh, latest movies were what? Like Suicide Squad? Or not that. No. What was the, what was the movie he was in? That Suicide Squad. Uh, no, Jim he was in Sonic the, the, the last one. Sonic the Hedgehog. The, Sonic the Hedgehog. Those, those are the last ones that oh, he did. Oh, Kick Ass. Yeah, Kick yeah. Ass, the, he's in a, the screen. He was in. He was in Kick Ass. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, I didn't know that. 
But he kind of got political too. Yeah, yeah. He and went. Then he he went was, real he hard. He came out against guns, but then here he is a hypocrite, and he's in movies with like uh, kick ass. Yeah, you know, with showing. And he had to come back. I remember he made he a retraction. <laughs> I should have never been in that movie. That's right. He did. He did the whole. The whole thing they all do. Talk about yeah. Jim Robert, Carrey? Robert yep. Down, yep. Downey yep. Jr. did with uh, Tropic Thunder. Well, I was, I was so disappointed in, in Robert Downey Jr. for going back and apologizing for blackface for oh, Tropic yeah, Thunder. Right. Yeah. That was one of his greatest roles. Oh. Yeah, dude. One of the most best satire ever. Do you ever feel like when sometimes when they're like, oh, we could never make that today. It's like, no, you're too afraid to do it today. Too That's the difference. Because, Don Phillips yeah. is too afraid. That's why he said he made the Joker. He said he was tired. Of, he didn't want to do any comedies because he was tired of the backlash and didn't want to argue with yeah. people on Twitter all day. It's like, you can do it, dude. You're just afraid. <laughs> that's all you're saying. Yeah, everybody, everybody's... <laughs> see, that's the thing, too. You know, everybody is... Uh, well, with the studios today, which is why more independent projects are happening, the studios used to be run by creatives. Yeah. And then corporations started putting money into them. Next, you know... They're getting rid of a Shay and an Austin and, and a Randy, and then they're bringing in the CEO uh, who climbed the ranks at AT and T because they're putting in three hundred million, and then now you have uh, an entire board at a studio that are businessmen yeah, and women not that are not creative, and then they're going. Uh, let's do Sonic Hedgehog 3 because the first two made money. Let's do another uh, Star Wars because those made money and they'll always be out there. And let's, so they're, they're, they're creating product based on what they think is going to happen business-wise. Yeah, Existing ex businesses yep. that are doing well or have done well. And now you have Fast and the Furious Crap 10. Yeah, it's madness. It's retraction. <laughs> retraction on that. <laughs> It's, ab it's, it's absolutely, uh, it's just insane because I've, you know, I think I've, I've seen the first one and, um, that's, that's when I backed out and I'm just like, are they superheroes now? Cause I see, you know, they fight on ice. I think they went They're, to space. They, they, they have had they, to go to space. They took a Pontiac Fiero into space, man. Oh, they did. I just said, I didn't even know that. And I said, I bet they've been in oh, space. Oh, wow. I just gave you a spoiler alert. Yeah. They did it I with duct tape and paint and, yeah. and glue. And they went to space with a rocket strapped to a Fiero. Oh, wow. Who was the actor that got to go? Who was the... Ludacris. Of course. Because he's crazy. And I think you're right I love, there. I love me some Ludacris. He, 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 his name speaks uh, quite a bit to this, this movie. It's Ludacris. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's... Uh, Y'all know me like that. What should we do with that. Ludacris? And then Tyrese. <laughs> And then Tyrese. Tyrese's name speaks to these movies as well. Tyrese. No, it doesn't. No. Just ludicrous. It, you tried, though, and I appreciate that. That was that cool. <laughs> <laughs> what movie is that? Fast and the Furious. Yeah. 10. Are you serious? Dude, it is the worst. I mean, I, Ashton, you know, Ashton's a car my My nephew, huge car kid. So... He watches a lot of those drifting movies, and he goes, Uncle Randy, I went and saw, because his, his voice is this deep now, Uncle Randy, I went and saw Fast and Furious 10. He goes, it was a piece of crap. <laughs> Don't waste your money. I'm so disappointed. I can't watch any more of these movies. But this is happening a lot now. Yeah. Because it is a business. It is not 
inter I mean, it's just, it is entertainment, if you will, <clears throat> but entertainment based on a bunch of non-creatives trying to stick their hands in the pot and say, hey, look how creative I can be. So it, it's as if, yeah, I mean, no, you're wrong. good. You're the, the creativity, the movies, Gone. are just a joke. Oh, well, yeah. a joke. They don't make them like, I, I hate saying it. It's not a, it's I know not you so freaking old. It's, or like cliche, like but, it is, but it is true. Like, like National Lampoon. I mean, they were oh, really my. campy, funny yeah. movies. And then a lot of the sci-fi stuff that was really good. And it's like the, the computer graphics are horrific now. <laughs> In most cases, like I had heard the other day, I don't know if it was coming from you, um, how they rush to get these projects yeah. done so quickly because they're making so much money by putting out the Marvel movies. They want to just continue spitting them out. So they, these, um, what do they call it? Cinema, uh, uh, CGI. Yeah. CG, CGI has just gotten shitty. It's yeah. terrible. Mm. John yeah. Wick, the latest John Wick, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Really? Did you walk out? Like I was, I, I made some reference to John Wick at a show I had not too long ago. In this uh, this older woman who's probably around retirement age, she was like, "I love John Wick, and I made my husband come to the fourth one, and we left." She's like, yeah. "I just how who could watch that many people be shot in the face for three hours continuously? You get tired." <laughs> yeah, it's, she it's she said she said it was exhausting. Yeah, it was. She's I'm right. watching it, just going. Yeah. How many times are you gonna Should jump up and, and do the splits on somebody's neck? Roll them to the ground, shoot them in the face with your magazine that has an infinite number of bullets in it. I mean, literally. You guys don't train that course here. Shots before he, <laughs> yeah, we he have changed the mag. I was like, yeah. well, that's realistic. Yeah, we've got we we've got the John Wick course here. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna oh, say. Yeah. Shows you how to the John Wick course reload without reloading. So, Randy, what do you, you think do about have, you? Do have the shotgun that they used or the knockoff? You know that do. downstairs that you can rent. Oh, oh a kid, a kid was telling me all about it. One of your employees, quite knowledgeable. I said that yeah, it was taken from a uh, different model, but it holds 14. That's something to brag up. Oh, the Caltech. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is what it is, I think. Yeah. yeah. So do you think, so Sound of Freedom, Jim Caviezel said they have the second script ready. It takes place in Haiti. Is that a no-brainer that it'll get made, or do you think that it's that it's still possible it wouldn't? Because, I mean. It oh, may, it'll get made. Um, I think there are powers that will try to stop it, but. Uh, Sound of Freedom just broke 100 million. Yeah, at the box office, independent of the studios, and the budget was 15 million. And correct? beat Indiana was, Jones. Thank God. I think it was less than 15. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, yeah. Well, Barbie beat Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. No, I, I I did not. Randy and I went to Barbie the other night. Yeah, thanks for. <laughs> really good. I snuck out. I left my hat and Wore sweatshirt on the chair. Outfits and I went and saw yeah, Oppenheimer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, thanks for talking about Barbie Shay. Anyway, is um, that what you tell them at the, the studios? You're like, I only play gay in real life. In real life. <laughs> yeah, Austin, when you. <laughs> I just got it. <laughs> that was a delayed reaction. Austin, when you left, Shay's like, hey, do you guys want to see Barbie afterwards? I was like, uh, no, Austin, uh, can you come back, please? <laughs> I go, this guy I, keeps talking about Barbie. Lying? I said, do you want to play Barbies? Uh, yes, again, delayed. Did not, didn't not, understand not the it actual first. Barbie yeah. girl. Uh, okay. All right. I get just it. read I through this it. door that says employees only. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, what's going on? Do you want... How about this? Uh, I bet you have some wisdom insight on the actor strike. What do you think, or the the strike right now? What do you think about that? Uh, I think it'll go through the winter um, and, because the the uh, AM uh, PTP. Well, let me ask you, and I, I should have phrased this with the question was: I think that the studios wanted this to happen, and they instigated it, and want this strike to go on for a while because they know that their model right now sucks, and they can't afford to keep paying people for shitty scripts. 
Is that within the ballpark of reality, you think, or no? Oh, wow. That's an interesting take. Um, wow. Yeah, that, that is actually something that is highly feasible. But uh, the studios themselves, they want, they, they want the strike because they're trying to explore this AI. Oh, yeah. And, and they've even said with our negotiations going back and forth with the writer strike before the actors jumped in um, that uh, one of, one of the uh, demands was not using AI, especially on the actor side. And the studio said, uh, not, they straight up said, uh, no, we want to use your image. We want to be able to use your image in perpetuity. Uh, literally forever yeah. without, have, without having to pay you. Because even Tom Hanks recently came out. He's like, I'll be making movies after I'm dead. Yeah. So, and that's what they want to do. Um, but what, what AI can't do right now is put that human element in it, which yeah. is why our performances are what they are. Yeah. Or, you know, you just take drugs like Heath did and put out a great performance. Uh, AI can't do that. Yeah. You know, have um, they reduced the amount of residuals too? Because I've seen like that Mandy Moore. There's a video of her complaining that she's getting residual checks of like two pennies, two cents, five cents for stuff that went to, is going to Netflix or Hulu or going streaming. Is well, that- the it, it's not that they're going; they're getting smaller because we still get the if it's any of the majors: uh, NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox, Showtime, HBO. Um, first runs on any network versus streaming versus video on demand uh, or SVOD. Um, If you go on your computer and watch something that I've done, it's like two cents, 27 cents here and there. But if that same thing is running on NBC at the same time, a rerun here, I get my money over here. This is just added pennies. So they're looking at the smaller ones as, or our money's going down. No, it's not. That's just what they're paying. But that needs to come up. All these smaller ones need to come up. It's just other avenues of uh, uh, just other streams of income. Who's yeah. the oversight on all that? Um, is that SAG? That's why we have the unions yeah. and the accountants from those unions who make sure that you get your money. It amazes me because I, doing the two little puny nothing flicks that I was in back in the 90s, I'll get checks to this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I literally get a few each year. And it used to be, I think it was like six, seven hundred bucks the first couple of years. And that's been so many years ago. Now it's like 50 cents, a dollar fifty or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I and get some I of those. immediately put that in my savings. Yeah, because that's how this on. place yeah. stays open. And we- then I save it up for a car. Nice. <laughs> That's so cool, man. <laughs> yeah, but no, the, the strike is, uh, they're going to use it to their advantage. Um, drag this thing out. Do you have sympathy for the writers? Or, or oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'm a writer as well. Yeah. So um, I get it. Yeah. Uh, you should. If you're making 10 grand a week on a network show, the the shift over to uh, uh, streaming is they're cutting you by half the episodes. Yeah. But streamers are making so much more money that 
it needs to be, uh, they need to compensate them because streamers aren't going to be making that money without these writers. Well, tell me what Pat Stibbs made for writing the call. <laughs> this blew my mind. I couldn't believe it. I don't know if you want me to say it out loud. Yeah, that's true. But a, a very small amount of money. I mean, it literally, yeah. I, I couldn't believe it for writing that entire script. Well, and in, in, in defense of the business, he's a first-time writer. Um, they had to bring in another uh, writer uh, who created the Final Destination series. Mm. Jeffrey rewrote it with him. So, and it was independent, and it was a small budget. Um, definitely under $2 million. So, you get paid what we agree on. He could have held out. Gotcha. He could have said, no, 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 I, I want double that. And then all the preparation, getting this thing going, either they're going to say, fine, pay So, it. that piece is negotiated. It isn't necessarily like this is kind of the standard. Right. No. You write so, a script and you're a first-time script writer, then we're going to pay you this. We're going to negotiate. But if you are seasoned, like, uh, um, say, you've written two that got picked. Oh, let's go, let's go with Taylor Sheridan. Yeah. Taylor Sheridan, who uh, who wrote his first real one was, I believe, Sicario. Yeah. Oh, wow. Sicario, they were like, oh, my God, this dude can write. Yeah. And since Sicario was a hit, that next script that he wrote, <laughs> it wasn't 20 or 50 or even 80,000. Yeah. Yep. He's like... Uh, no, if you want this, yeah. after what my script just did with Sicario, yeah, I'm gonna need 150. Do you know, or whatever? It may, yeah, you'd be like, been. do you know how much I have to pay in horse feed? But even at that, even if it was a <laughs> dude has a lot of horses. Grand, it's just crazy the amount of money that these some of these movies will drag in. I would, I would imagine Sicario, the second one, the first and second, made a shitload of money. Yeah, I mean millions. Yeah, they had to make tens and tens of millions. Yes. Right? Yeah. What do you uh, what do you think about kind of the parallel economy going on where you have companies like the Daily Wire coming out? I don't know if you watched like Run Hide Fight Shut and Tear on the Prairie, but mm -hmm. I honestly love them. I thought that that's that they were more original, more interesting than a lot of stuff coming out of big production companies. Well, Did you watch those movies? I would. I, I'm familiar with with all the stuff that Daily Wire is doing, and I would love to be in business with them. Yeah. I would love. Have you ever talked to, to Dallas Sonia? Because he's there. Wire, Randy J. Goodwin and the Daily Wire. Oh man, I've Randy got the scripts. J. Winston, Winston Churchill. Randy, get so get this story. <laughs> <laughs> I got a story for you. So, the first script I ever write, I hear Dallas Sonia say, "Yeah, I'm looking for some scripts," and he's the guy for the Daily Wire. Right? Are you familiar with Dallas? He did like uh, uh, dragged across yes. concrete. Yeah. So, anyway, I email him and I'm like. Hey, would you look at my script? And he responded back like within an hour. I was like, yeah, send it to me. And I sent him my script and then they told me no. But uh, it was cool. <laughs> it was cool too. And they're making it right now. Dude, I couldn't. <laughs> I, yeah. I just couldn't Thank believe. You. I couldn't believe that he actually responded to me and accepted the script. Like it blew my mind because they How always. How was this? Last year. Really? I've got his email. I mean, he like set it out. I on need his, that email. I'll give it to you. Yeah. Austin and I wrote a script together. We should talk about that later. I, but yeah, I, I told him about it. <laughs> oh yeah, you did. Well, that which transitions to the heart of kind of this podcast and what Austin and I are trying to do is that there and, and you, I'm sure you you probably maybe feel this way too is that Christians should be the most creative group on the planet. You know, we have a creative God who created this earth, very creative, and and what we feel instead is that. Uh, 
it's not that way. Right. And so, um, you know, I wrote a fictional book and I was like, can Christians write horror? And I think I wrote it in a way I wrote this book in a way that I think is edifying and, and, and still horror and still Christian. Right. And same thing. Can Christians be funny? Because a, no. a lot of Christians uh, struggle with that. You no, know, they, I'm they, not funny. She's not funny. Yeah, it's like Mm-mm. they're afraid to break the 11th <laughs> commandment, thou shalt be nice, right? So so Austin and I, we wrote this script, and I think it's genuinely funny. Yeah, it's it's genuinely funny and, and also genuinely, you know, Christian. And so that's the, the really the heart of this project, too, is, is creative Christianity. Well, I got two books for you guys, uh, anybody listening out there. Um, who is a believer? Um, Called to Create by Jordan Rayner. Hmm. Called to Create. First two verses of the Bible. In the beginning, God created. Yeah. Before we knew about, before we read it, if we knew nothing and we just found this book and started reading it, we would know that, oh, well, I guess this God is creative. Yeah. And then we find out that he made us yeah. in his image and likeness. So guess what? We're meant to be creative. Which also... <laughs> I've had this conversation with some Christians and they disagree. And I'm like, well, you're an idiot. Uh, God's hilarious. Cause if we're made in his image and his likeness, and then there's even scripture that talks about laughter is good for the soul. Yeah. So it's wine. Wine. It's <laughs> yeah. says that the Bible. So it's a lot of people don't want to drink. We, we make it hard, dude. When it comes to this Christian thing, we make it hard. It's simple. It's easy. We believe we're good. Anyway. Yeah. What you do, Everything you do can be uh, uh, glory to God. Yeah. You know, this podcast, uh, making a horror movie. Yeah. You're using your talent. Yeah. You know, everybody may not be agree with, may, may not agree with it, but hey, you know what? They can bite it. Yeah. But I am, uh, uh, I think everything that we do on a creative level that is, that is helping people, that's making people laugh, that's entertaining them. Um, I think we're good. Yeah, and that's the thing is I'm not afraid to fail, and I'm not afraid to mess up as a Christian. I believe that, you know, I have salvation through Jesus dying on the cross. So if I accidentally say something that, um, you know, hey, maybe maybe I shouldn't have said that, or if I do this or if I do that, I know that I haven't lost my salvation. I haven't lost my place right. with God because of my relationship with Jesus, right? So, uh, which confuses some Christians and some non-Christians, but... Like I said, I'm not afraid to try to make you know try to make a, a horror Christian film, and if, you know what, if, if it doesn't work and and I, I maybe miss the mark a little bit, then I'm trying to try again, and you know what I mean. Like it's it's just that whole that's what the creative process is, right? So yeah, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of Christians are maybe afraid to take risks in that area. Like they're afraid to, uh, yeah, in a way like sin or, or whatever, but it's like afraid of their family and everyone at church. Who's going to be like, saw your movie. Yeah. Yeah. Where you said, damn. I don't care. Yeah. 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 And, uh, I get it. The idea is you don't, you don't want to sin or whatever, but, um, Hey man, we're human. We're all going through the process of sanctification. And, um, you know, if I'm trying to do a good thing, I slip up. You know, that's life. Yeah. That's that's what Paul's like. I'm the biggest sinner out of all of them, you know, because you start to have that self-realization yeah. as you as you get farther in that relationship where you start to realize like, wow, I'm more. You know, when you first become a Christian, you're like, oh, dude, I'm awesome. I have like a little bit to adjust, but not much. And then, you know, 10 years later, you're like, what am I even? <laughs> no, I, I was afraid to become a Christian because I thought I would like levitate and spin around and come down like Joel. Stevens. You haven't done and that like, yet? Hello dude. there. <laughs> yeah. Like all like <laughs> smiling. Right. 
Well, yeah, that, that, that's, that's, you know, that's, those are the big No one should smile man. that much. Yeah. We've, again, we've made it hard. Uh, yeah. The Catholic Church has turned it into uh, works, works, works. Oh, yeah. Stuff you got to do. Oh, you, 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 but you can't do that. You right. can't wear Nikes. Nikes was created by, oh, sorry, that's Adidas. Adidas was created by uh, white supremacists. And not only too, that, but. Too many hypocrites. But Nike is a Greek goddess. Yes. That the Romans took over too, so. Who was very fast and could play I'm basketball. Gonna, I'm going to burn these shoes right when we're done. <laughs> I got Freedom Industries on, and I would love for Freedom Industries to uh, support the podcast. By the way, these are a very comfortable shoe. Have you guys ever heard of Freedom Industries? No. Yeah, they're, uh, the again, the parallel economy taking over. I'm a big believer in it. And uh, it's kind of hard to find an alternative when it comes to shoes, but I found them with Freedom Industries. Are you oh, familiar nice. with Public Square? No. Yes. Yeah, no, Public tell, Square tell me about is crushing it. Yeah, Public it. Square, conservative group, so the parallel economy. Strikes yeah, again. Time. They have lots of stuff. They have tons of stuff. So it's it's you know more and more businesses that are joining. And, yeah. Okay, so explain that parallel economy to me. Parallel economy is essentially like uh, if you're a conservative and you uh, you think Gillette is coming after you, then you turn around and buy Jeremy's razors because they are on par with with your belief system. So instead of where you're only buying these big brands who are donating to. Um, belief systems or groups that you don't believe in. You're like, I'm going to take that. The, and, your speech. Yeah, I'm going to take this money that I would have spent on my Nikes, on my Gillettes, on my whatever, and I'm going to instead go to the other side and I'm going to invest it in a, in, you know, a group that I actually believe in. And it's not easy. It can actually be kind of a pain in the ass to buy a razor from Jeremy's instead of going to the store and buying Harry's or Gillette, right? Um, and it can be a pain to find a new shoe company and do this stuff. But it's like, I'm so tired of you guys. You guys got political. I don't need my shoes to be political, man. I don't need, I don't need my razors to be political. I just want to be able to buy stuff. But when you are turning around and investing this money, against me and my self-interest and, and the future of this country that my kids are going to grow up in. No. So then you go and you invest your money. And so it's turning into this parallel economy where if you're liberal, you're going to go this way. And if you're conservative, you're going to go that way. And that's the parallel economy. Mm, nice. Well, you can see what that's done in, in the case of Dylan Mulvaney and Bud Light. Oh you know yeah. I mean? yeah. It's the power of the people. Yeah. And it's these companies want to preach. They want to get up on a soapbox and really start dictating you know, the, that freedom of speech is not something yeah. that we should all have. It's like, why are we, it's breaking a bad habit, right? It's it, the convenience of going onto your app at Amazon is so easy. You can purchase stuff and it just drops off at your door the next day sometimes or in a yeah. couple of days. But to break off from that habit, you know, it's easy to everyone will run their mouths at first and screw them. I'm not going to shop at Target. I'm not going to give these. And then Two, three months later, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah two, or, two or three days. And, and two or three days. Right. Dude, you know? it, it, well, I can't believe like the, the, the thing with Bud Light or the one that I didn't think would be was untouchable was like BlackRock and Vanguard. I mean, yeah. I thought they've got us by the balls. Oh, but yes. even the ESG score, supposedly like they're having internal like, hey, we, we need to like cut it out with this. And they've got so much money. And even them, and even they're like, so there is power in the dollar. You know, yeah. anybody yeah. hearing and watching this, you do have power and you do have a choice. Is it a little bit inconvenient? Eh, maybe, but uh, look at the look at the founders of this country and all the shit that they had to go through. You know what I mean? It's like you can spend a couple more minutes to do the research or pay a, a few right. more dollars right. to 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 invest in the future of this country. Because uh, if we keep going down the path that we're going, I don't see how you yeah, can't be afraid. You got to stand up. You yeah. got to say something. Don't just sit there and be silent because. Yeah. 
the more you do that, the more people who do that, the quicker we are going to lose these rights. Yeah. People don't understand that. It's like, well, I don't want the... I'm, I, I swing. I mean, 88 Tactical is known for swinging back. Mm-hmm. You want to lay a bunch of crap on us, point fingers and call us different names and call me a white supremacist. I swing back. Yeah. So I'm not going to sit there and keep quiet. Oh God, I don't want to have. If you know, we, yeah, if we, if we just keep quiet, they'll go away. Yeah. No, they won't. Then they, they circle like, they like the hyenas. They're like, it's and wounded. And you have to understand what, what they are. <clears throat> you have to understand what they are because it doesn't matter. If Randy is saying, I've been buddies with this guy for 43 years. We're best of friends. It doesn't matter if my partner is Jewish, who owns forty five percent of this, and is, is a third generation Holocaust survivor. Dang, you're calling us Nazis. You're calling him a Nazi. You're calling a, a Jewish guy a Nazi. It doesn't matter. You can lay the facts out, and we only, they couldn't care less. Yeah. It's no, no. You're still a white supremacist, and you're a Nazi. And we know that the only Jewish Nazi is George Soros. Completely. Yeah, he's the only Is one. he? Uh, you know what? Better not even say what I was about to say. Um, but I will say, if you go on, uh, I believe his interview with Larry King, you can learn about what he had to say. What he his activities during the Holocaust are were very interesting. Mm. He um, found uh, Anne Frank. Did he? he took her no, back. duh, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's similar. I mean, he went out. He he he, uh, he made out. a fortune on. Uh, that kind of stuff, yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he talks. I mean, he talks about it. I, th- I think it's on Larry King. You can, you can watch it and listen to him talk. But yeah, yeah. Here's, a, here's a nice transition back to Reran here. Uh, you have this guy from Hollywood that came back a couple years ago. I mean, you've been off and on, but I think last couple of years you've been back more solid, yeah. solidly to defend me and to say this is one of my closest friends. We grew up together. His he calls my mom mom. I call his mom mom. Grew up with his family. I mean, we're he's my brother. Yeah. One of the closest friends I have on the planet. And even that's racist. If I say that, I have one of my best friends. My best friend is my, oh, you racist. Dude. Yeah. He ends up putting his ass on the line when it's so quick to ostracize individuals. Oh, yeah. You know, and immediately he'd get blacklisted because he's connected to me or standing up for me. So it speaks volumes, volume of his, the volumes of his character, and what a great friend he is. That he's willing to put himself in a crosshairs for a friend. And so when he sits there and says that he's not, you can't buy him. He's not kidding. You can't buy this dude. It doesn't matter. It's the morals and values that values that he's been brought up on, and he sticks to it. The dude's got integrity. And so often people are, they, I had to get a paycheck from Hollywood. It's not worth standing up and, and fighting this. You know, I'm just going to go and crawl in the hole and keep quiet and hope that I'm not singled out. Yeah. People are bought all the time. Oh, yeah. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. Was it, did you get any pushback? Oh, yeah. From, from I've lost West? Role. I've lost some roles since I've been back. Yeah. Coming back. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. Just being connected to a gun club oh, by yeah. being a brand ambassador, but then connected to, to me and 88 Tactical and all the crap that, you know, some of the far, far left is making up to destroy us. Yeah, he's put his balls on a line. Yeah, we do a lot of videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do a lot of videos. You know, and then uh, uh, says, and then some of the defense videos. And when you put them on social media, everyone around the world can see them. Yeah. So I've gotten some calls from Hollywood. My managers like saw some of your videos. Uh, I mean, they don't mind. Yeah, yeah. They're just like, just letting you know that this production company made a comment. And this producer made a comment and that director, I said, I don't care. 
Even, but dude, your management will drop you too. That happens to people all the time, or even their management will drop them if the heat if it gets hot enough. You know? Yeah, well, my management, no, she's she's got my back. That's good. Now I've I've had two managers, two big management companies in my entire twenty seven years of being in in the industry, and uh, I've had twenty different agencies. Yeah, agents are a dime a dozen. They come and go. I have a good one now. And they have my back as well, but I know that if I said anything crazy, and I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not a hater. I don't, I don't do the hate speech thing. I don't say I hate gay people or I hate trans people because I don't. I love people, and people have seen me with people who have these alternative lifestyles, and I'm like, hey, you're a good person. Like this, I wanted to make a T-shirt where we have the warbird on it, <clears throat> and. This is how I explain the community here at 88 Tactical. Just don't be a dick. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Just don't be a dick. You know, have, have, some, have some common sense uh, to be gracious enough to the person to your left and to your right. Yeah. Just don't be that guy or that girl, man. If you want to be like that, then you can go down to Lincoln and do that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Randy, next time uh, we have you on... I want to get you talking about like what you would say to people who are aspiring to be actors. Cause you had kind of touched on that in our private conversations about you going to speak and stuff, but we're well over an hour. So that will, you know, that's a reason to have you back. I'll start with that. I'm hungry too. Very hungry. I got nothing but like black coffee, just eating a hole in my stomach liner. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> that's what i had yeah today it's too. like you now have leaky gut <laughs> so yeah, yeah yeah we'll actually talk about acting oh next yeah time. what color is the coffee <laughs> yeah oh why it's gotta be black and it's eating a hole in your stomach racist well i gotta be you know i like my i said this don't so, say no it. no not a bad one i go i like my women like i like my coffee yeah remember that airplane in a cup <laughs> Remember the movie Airplane? <laughs> yes. The airplane is yeah, the best. Yeah, the little girl. Yeah. yeah. It was the best. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the little girl. Don't yeah. call me Shirley. That's one thing. Roger, Roger. Yeah. Roger, Roger. Vector? Vector, Vector. Yeah, that movie's. Uh, but see, that goes back to the. They don't make movies. No, like they, they don't. Used to. I mean, those it, are so campy and stupid. Yeah. Funny. Hilarious. I just loved it. Funny yeah, movies. I'd go over to my gra- you know, grandma's house and she'd. Uh, Put me at the kitchen table with some snacks and pop in Naked Gun. Oh my god! <laughs> saw Naked Gun, <laughs> like Nielsen. yeah, yeah. And then I'm like that, you know. And then yeah. I was like, oh my god, the guy from Naked Gun in the wheelchair killed those people yeah. <laughs> because I was only like 11 or something. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and I'd seen Naked Gun so many times. I'm like, why? You know, I remember watching them chase him, and I'm like, why is the guy from Naked Gun running from the police? Because oh, I didn't even really know him as a football player. You know, that was I just saw. I saw a tweet that was like, I just found out about OJ. Holy shit, his yardage is incredible for the Bills. <laughs> I love that Dave Chappelle line. He's like, he's done this whole thing about where he's at a restaurant with his managers and H and all these people. He goes, and then I saw all these women come white by his, uh, all, 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 all races of black, beautiful black woman and a white woman and then an Asian woman and then a white woman and a white woman. And a white woman, and then OJ. <laughs> he goes, and I just said, it just came out. I went, oh my goodness, the juice. And he looks over at me, and he leans over the table right through everyone. He says, how you doing, young man? Really love what you're doing. And he said, oh man, juice, that's awesome. And then they walk out. And he says, good luck to you. And then he says, my agent looked at me, and the only one who had the guts to say something. And she said, how 
could you? How could you shake hands with that murderer? Dave said, well, with all due respect, Sharon, that murderer ran for 11,000 yards. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about yeah. He's still one of the greatest football players yeah. ever. So, yeah. yeah you know? And you see that he, uh, he announced his tour. He finally announced it. It was Dave Chappelle. Oh, Dave. I, thought, yeah. I was like, OJ has a tour? Uh, all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, yeah, he's man. He's opening for Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's going to cut yeah. it up, I tell you. Thanks, dudes.